This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Justin Klein. He is the co-founder and CEO of Markerly, an influence marketing company focused on influencer identification and tracking for some of the world's largest and most rapidly growing consumer brands. Justin, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, good. So tell us about Markerly. How are you approaching influencer marketing? What's your business model? How do you make money? Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, uh, as far as, you know, what influencer marketing is, uh, it's, you know, you're basically finding popular people on social media. Uh, I mean, technically influencing can happen anywhere, but we focus on social and, uh, we are both, you know, kind of an agency and technology company. So, uh, we run campaigns on a full service level. If you need everything done soup to nuts, uh, you know, from strategy, identification, outreach, pretty much everything that involves, uh, an influencer campaign all the way to, uh, you know, creating content and reporting. And then basically on the other side of the business, we have a technology platform that we license out to brands and agencies to streamline uh, all those processes. Uh, we ba- basically are uh, use- using the same technology internally when we're running campaigns for our clients. So is this, a, I mean, are you a SaaS platform or is it pay as you go? Uh, it's, you know, it is a SaaS model. The platform is. And then on the agency side, uh, those are a little bit more uh, bespoke. Uh, we're putting together very customized programs. Which one makes it more of your revenue? I would say, I would say it's probably 60, 40 more on the campaign side. Okay. And is that the high touch kind of more professional services or is that yes. same SaaS? Okay. Got it. So 40% SaaS, 60% more agency model, custom stuff. Yep. Okay. And on the SaaS platform, if people want to get started to kind of use you, what would you say kind of the average customer is paying you per month so we can get a sense of, you know, your perfect fit? Yeah. I mean, as far as the SaaS model goes, I mean, it can, it's, it, the minimum is a thousand dollars a month. Uh, these are annual contracts goes up from there. Okay. That's the minimum. What's the average paying you? Is it a grand per month on average? Uh, you know, it's, I would say on average, maybe a couple, couple thousand dollars. Okay. And give me, kind of give us more of the backstory here. when did you launch the company? Uh, back in 2012, actually. And where were you at? I mean, why get into influencer marketing of all things? So the funny thing is, is that it wasn't originally influencer marketing that we were in. Uh, you know, it was back in 2012. We were in Washington, D.C., and it started out as a highlighter for the web. It's a completely different concept. Yeah, what and the hell we, does that mean? Uh, so it was basically uh, a tool to help you uh, collect quotes on the Internet. Interesting. Kind of like a Pinterest for quotes. Got it. And that got us into 500 startups, which is a, uh, a startup incubator in, uh, in California. 
And from there, we, we pivoted the business into influencer marketing. We had our technology already embedded on a lot of blogger sites. So it felt like a natural transition, uh, to move into, uh, you know, a way to monetize what we've already built. And what are you at today in terms of kind of total customers using you? Uh, you know, I would say, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head. It's, um, I would say, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll have to come back to it. Justin, how do you not, as a CEO of a company, how do you not know how many customers you have? My audience is going to, they're going to go, what the hell is this guy Justin doing? All right, fine. Uh, I just, I don't know if I want to disclose that. That's well, all. What's a range? I mean, are we talking like one customer, 10, a thousand, 10,000? It's under a hundred over 30. Okay, got it. So between 30 and 100, that's helpful to understand. And are do, do you require anyone that works with you on an on the kind of agency side of the business also pays for the SaaS model or do you not require that? Uh, can, can you repeat that? Yeah, so the 30 customers that you have, if they work with you on the agency model, the high touch custom campaign kind of stuff, do you require that they pay the two or $3,000 a month software fee as well or no? No, we don't. Okay. Uh, there. So the reason brands like to use our software is because it's a, it's basically a white labeled version of what we use to manage our network. And it was really designed so that you can build out your own influencer network. So brands that already have communities, you know, like some, some will come to us and they'll say, Hey, we've been managing over 50,000 influencers, uh, with like MailChimp and Google spreadsheets and it's getting kind of hairy and we need a better way. And that's really where our platform shines. Okay. Now, have you bootstrapped this or raised capital? Uh, we raised a, a small amount of capital uh, several years ago and kind of been bootstrapping from there. Okay. This was like, what, the 500 round kind of 150-ish? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was under a million dollars. Okay. Well, I mean, what was raised? I mean, I'm sure I can look this up on Crunchbase, but what did you raise total? Like step, a little over 700. Okay, 700. And that was all kind of a, price, or a convertible note or did you do any priced equity round? Uh, it was, it was both basically. It started out as convertible notes. And then when we got our lead investor, it, it basically became equity. Yep. It did convert. Good. And then where are you at today in terms of team size? So we're about, about 12 people okay. right now. Based where? Uh, in Austin, Texas. Oh, good. Every, I'm in Austin too. That's great. Third and Brazos. Um, Love it. yeah. All of you guys are down here. We should have just gotten together like in person. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. But you're, you guys are all based in Austin. Yeah. Okay. And what do you guys, I mean, look, this is one thing I always ask about when there's kind of a dual business model going on is how you manage your time, right? There are people that are attacking the same space purely on the agency high touch model. And there are people attacking this purely on a no touch SaaS model. You're trying to do both. Are you going to try and go one way or you want to keep kind of playing the middle there? Well, you know, it's, we don't view it as kind of playing both, uh, the technology we're basically already utilizing internally to run these campaigns. So uh, we're kind of eating our own dog food and we're constantly making that platform better and better and better. Yeah. But Justin, uh, let me say but, this. Let me say this differently. If you have one engineer that's focused on doing something custom for a high paying agency client, that's one less engineer you can have making the SaaS platform better. There are companies yeah. that direct all their resources to SaaS and all their resources to agencies. So how do you, like, how do you not get beat by each of those companies on each side of your model? Well, so we're not really allocate, we're not building custom technology on the agency side, right? So engineering is always completely focused on the platform. Okay. Well, so, same question, same question for you. I mean, anyone, not just an engineer, anybody at your company, a salesperson, a marketing person, a design person, anybody. 
Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's really just about solving customers' problems. And, you know, a, a customer, a lot of people, they don't know whether they need SaaS or full service. Uh, the industry is still very much in its infancy. So to really just focus and put all your eggs in one basket and assume that every customer is going to fit that model, it's I, I prefer to solve customers' problems. If they need help with management, we're here for them. If they then decide they want to internalize their influencer marketing efforts, we're still their partner. And we can move with them uh, to that new model and help them in-source influencer marketing. So now, it's more about relationships. Yeah. And, uh, you've got, I, and you've got 30 of them you mentioned. I mean, can I take the 30 customer number times the average monthly payment you said earlier of around two-ish K and assume you guys are doing what, north of 60 grand a month right now? Uh. You can assume that. Um, I'm not really at liberty to to disclose those numbers right now. Well, Justin, just to be clear, I'm uh, using. I'm just totally. multiplying your numbers. I'm just. I mean, I'm not yeah. making anything up. I'm just multiplying yeah, your numbers. No. Please, uh, you know, speculate all you want. Um, Justin, just to be clear, I'm not speculating. You told me 30 customers, and you said an average was in the thousands per month. I'm just multiplying your numbers. So, are your numbers totally. are they different? Uh, let's move on to the next question. Well, no, because I want to understand this. Otherwise, people are going to going. Are they going to say? You have the right idea. You, okay. you totally have the right idea. Okay, perfect, good. Because sometimes people will say, "Well, yeah. wait a second. Actually, no, we're doing six million a month, or we're not doing. We're pre-revenue. I want to make sure I've generally got the right space." Yeah, no, those obviously when we're running campaigns, right? Uh, the budgets are very different. They're very custom. Our minimum campaign size is twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's also okay. just chunky revenue, so it's hard to plan around. Versus SaaS model is very predictable. It is. So yeah. it's, it's a combination. And yeah, like you, like if you back into it, uh, you know, the way that you did, you would, you would come up with, uh, you know, that'd be the right way to think about it. Let's yeah. just put it that way. That's fine. How do you manage things like churn or attention year over year? I mean, do customers use you once then leave, or can you pretty predictably count on that, to, you know, them to come back? Uh, you know, it's, it's very unpredictable, uh, because influencer marketing is going to work for some and it's not going to work for others. And, I think that, you know, while we are always, uh, you know, working with our clients to make sure that, you know, it's, that they're as successful as they can possibly be, uh, there are just some industries where it's more conducive. Like, I, I think CPG brands is the real sweet spot. Like, it, it is an amazing way to generate conversation. You can send out product via, you know, uh, the you know, mail service to a bunch of different influencers. Uh, and it's a great way to get campaigns up uh, really fast. And it's just a, a category that we've seen a lot of success in. CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And he told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM, signed up, and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. You know, I'm not the guy that 
you know, finishes the sales call and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM, they have this magical way of just doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay, what leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close and it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are gonna close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks. They're sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Folks, that's again, prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. Now, what do you want to do with the company? I mean, usually when people raise, a clock starts and you've either got to be essentially raising once a year until you're, you know, scaling big, you know, right before you actually, we had the CEO of WePay on, right? They grew, sold for 400 million recently to, to Chase. You haven't raised in a while. So people could look at that and go, eh, they're probably kind of flat or it's maybe a lifestyle business. I mean, what do you want to do with the business? So, you know, I think that, there are, there are a few business models uh, that we are starting to experiment with uh, outside of what we're already doing because I see the industry, uh, you know, getting – there are a few different directions that it can go, right? Like I think that Instagram uh, or Facebook could potentially start offering influencer marketing. So uh, our goal is to become friends with them uh, and to, to work with them and kind of almost become uh, – a, a partner to to Facebook to be able to provide this as a, a preferred vendor. That's one direction. Um, I like the creative aspect, the agency side of things, uh, and partnering more with specific influencers and developing talent. Um, that's another direction that we're also exploring. So there's a few different avenues. Uh, we're seeing solid growth here, uh, you know, with what we're currently doing. But I definitely am starting to to look at uh, other kind of avenues for growth. Yeah, I mean, Justin, if I'm just going to call a spade a spade, when you have investors, right? You don't have like you can't just decide one month to be really cash flow positive, and you take a bunch of money personally to pay to yourself. Which, if you didn't have any capital raised, you could easily do, and it's a great kind of lifestyle cash flow business. You reinvest in real estate, other stuff. You can't do that because you raised from 500. You have other investors on your cap table. I mean, why not? If you love the creative side, why not just shut this thing down, relaunch as an agency that you're in full control of, and when you're going out selling, hustling, closing deals, you can make yourself very, very wealthy just taking off cash flow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that we are very committed to, uh, to this model and, you know, obviously you just don't want to let your investors down. You feel stuck. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I don't believe you. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) no, I, I think that there's a lot of room for growth in this industry and, you know, you can't even say that with a straight face. You're you're half smiling as you say that. (laughs) It's a tough, uh, look, it's a tough space. I, I mean, I, I'm asking this because we've had other folks in the influencer marketing space that are pure sets that are just, I mean, they're huge. They're, they're, I mean, they're killing it. They're doing a great job. Or I get the other on, which is a wealthy individual who's built an agency and made him or herself very rich doing these custom campaigns. And you just feel stuck in the middle. And I see entrepreneurs all the time that are raised capital five, six years ago that feel stuck. And that's the worst thing is to have a smart person stuck in a shitty idea. Yeah, I would, I wouldn't say that, honestly. Uh, I think that it's, it can be a, an amazing driver, uh, for brands. Uh, we've seen amazing success from zero revenue to millions all off of influencer marketing. So it, it is a very powerful channel and we just want to build it the right way. Yep. All right, Justin, let's wrap up here with the famous five quick answers. Number one, what was the last book you read? The last book I read, I would say it is how to live, uh, by Sarah Blakewell. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? 
You know, I've always been amazed by uh, a couple people. I mean, I think Elon Musk, obviously everyone loves him. Uh, you know, very inspirational. I'd say Elon Musk. Number two, is there a favorite online tool you have? Favorite online tool that I have? There are so many. Pick, uh, pick one. I like Evernote. Okay. Number th- uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, two days ago, about two hours. Uh, last night, about eight. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll call it somewhere in the middle around six or something. All right. And what's the situation, Justin? I saw you had a wedding on married. Do you have any kids? I have two kids. I have a, a wife who was, um, uh, previously our CEO and, uh, yeah. And I've been in Austin, uh, for a couple of years. And how old are you? I am 31. 31. Last question. Take us back 11 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, <laughs> what do I wish my 20 year old self knew? Um, or 21 year old self knew just to relax. Like you don't need to, to hurry. Uh, you know, you know, like enjoy your time. Uh, and you know, I, I was very focused on making the most out of time and I was very much a, uh, a stickler, uh, always had to be productive constantly. And I feel like learning to work smart and, you know, really enjoying yourself while you're alive, uh, will cause you to be even more productive. There you guys have it from Justin. Don't sweat the small stuff. Enjoy your life. Don't rush so fast. Launched Markerly back in 2012, was the COO, now is the CEO. They've got a team of 12 down here in Austin, helping with influencer marketing, working with 30 customers right now. Their revenue comes from two sources, about 60% agency side, 40% SaaS side, doing somewhere around 60 grand per month in revenue, healthy growth rate. They raised 700 grand many, many years ago, looking to play harder in the space, maybe a Facebook preferred partner or another route. Justin, Thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.